Hello, my fellow Brappentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, the man who screws my bulb, Mr. Shaheen Avandi! You know, I always wonder how long ahead of recording you come up with my title of the session. And this was literally five minutes ago. That was literally on the spot because I can show you right now. My whole script is from last time when Ann did it because I wrote it for like as if Ann was doing it. Right. And so like I looked down I'm like, oh, wait, what the fuck? No, that's not that's not how we do that. That's oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't change it back. I just copy and pasted it. Okay. So the backstory on this one is that uh, for the last three months, four months, every time I come over to your house, your front entry light bulb Oh man! Is this like it's one of those coil LED? No, oh, it's the it's the compact fluorescent light yeah, CFL. But it's quite. I mean, it was quite dated. I like that you're giving me three months. That shit's been like that for like a year. But <laughs> you've been telling me for the last three months. So every time I come over, the light bulb is really, really dim. Like to the point where I don't even know what it's doing. It's just like at like half a candle. There are candles way brighter than that. Than oh yeah. That light. And so I would come over, and Jensen says. I should replace that. Bowl. I should replace that light. And so we're like, ha, 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 yeah. And then we move on with our lives and do the things. Today I came in and he said that. I go, you know what? I'm going to stand right here. Go get a bulb. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a killer too, because like, like you're wearing a black hoodie. Right. You know, and I, and I go out, like you text me like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, okay. I go down and I look through my window and I can't, can't see, see anything. My, foot, my, my face is a foot away from the window. I get to the door. I still can't <laughs> see it. The light is on. Like I can turn that light on and off and it doesn't change the view outside at all. I have very good stealth technology on my body. He can't yeah. see me. I can yeah. sneak up right on. i walk so softly it's a big day in my house like changing out that bulb like the thing <sighs> of it is you went from like a candle power to like did you find like the only bulb you had in your house was a 120 all, watt one all the candles like the entire street's <laughs> lit right now because <laughs> there's nobody sneaking up to this house you know what it is that that box i pulled out i bought those off amazon and they were too bright to use anywhere anywhere <laughs> and i just stuck them in the back of my little cupboard and i was like i was like wow why do i have so many of these i, think I, I thought... wanted to put it in the garage though just that one bulb in the center of the garage it lights up the whole place yeah that's what one it's of them bright is bright as hell yeah and it's not like a soft yellow it's a bright blue it's LED. like blue yeah Oof. it's good <laughs> if, if ann was here she'd shake her head at you she doesn't Perfect. like those blue lights no i'm not a fan of it. like you look at the ones in my house these are, like these, these are, these are nice, like a soft, natural kind of yellow the house has a very nice soft beige yellow cream warm. color to it they're very warm warm yeah that's the technical phrase the color temperature is very warm it's very warm it's very cold outside it's very warm inside it's nice outside today it's like my personality that's true <laughs> it's like a mullet of personalities cold on the outside warm on the inside um we got um I don't know I'm jumping the gun way too much here but <laughs> we got an email from from well, one we're of our listeners. Today. We're both wearing Alpine stars. Hey, what's up, hi girl? You know I know you're in the motorcycle industry. All your shirts are free. All of them. Yeah. All of them are free motorcycle shirts that I get from somebody at some point. To be fair. To be fair. This is my I didn't shower today shirt. <laughs> nice. So if I ever wear wearing that again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll know. Um, <laughs> there was a well now now the thread's lost but. uh <laughs> There was you did the we did the shout out for the Q and A last time and people sent a bunch of emails. One of them was like, just paraphrasing really quickly. It's like, why don't people like you? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> is it is it because of you or is it like you're like is it personal or professional? And I was like, um, yes, like, yes, because <laughs> because how long is a string? I mean, <laughs> have you 
Have you listened to the show? Yeah, but the thing of it like, is, I'm kind of a nice guy, but I'm, I'm kind of not, though. Uh, listen, you're a truth teller. <laughs> and some people don't like that. Some people don't like the truth. The, and some people truth, do a better when job. When they say the truth shall set you free, they just mean that some people will just leave you alone forever. Well, the truth is like a, a lion. You you set it free and it defends itself. <laughs> That's right. But But some people are also better at telling the truth in a way that doesn't aggravate the other person. And I did not acquire that skill when I was younger. And I certainly don't have it now that I'm older. I mean, it's a unique experience to have that. People are, especially in the Pacific Northwest, everyone's very <laughs> passive aggressive. Oh, there's that. Like to beat around the proverbial bush all day long. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I mean, I met you and as soon as I met you, I liked you. <laughs> so clearly, you know. That took me a couple of days to warm up to you. Oh, I am very different than you are. I am, oh. I am much louder and much more boisterous. We could, we could, we could do a whole nother show with that because we are, we are complete polar opposites. Very different. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You have a full head of hair. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble drinking my Mountain Dew. Yeah. You're not. I'm not I'm drinking water like an adult. Cranky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anywho. Have you ridden anything fun lately? I've been riding that Africa Twin, man. You and that Africa Twin, it makes me so happy every time I see you on it. It's a great, it's a great thing. I've been thing. wanting to see Jensen on a on an adventure touring bike for so long that every time I see it, I get a slight chubby. It rails. There's, I keep coming back to this DCT, and I got to write a pro story on this pretty soon. I hate to say, like, I'm going to write a pro story next week because that is, like, just the way that a story doesn't get done. Like, I think, like, the history of asphalt and rubber. I'm going to write this thing next week. Instantly, three weeks later is Shit when it happens. comes out. Yeah, but I I said it when uh when I reviewed the Rebel that I would do another story about the DCT, and I've been I've been doing some time on the Africa Twin, thinking about it, and it's a lot to chew on because there's days where I love that DCT, like today, like when you're ripping around, having fun, like I love that DCT, but then there was like a couple times, um, actually in my driveway, I was just being like I was just being a fucker, and I was doing I was showing off, and I was trying to do. I was trying to do figure eights in my driveway. I got oh, pretty. That's pretty say, good. I wouldn't say like a narrow driveway, but it's but, not wide. No. And so like it's a pretty. It's a tight box. Some would a, say it's a tough <laughs> maneuver. And I like I just I don't know what I did. I blipped the throttle just a little too much. It like it the the throttle map gearbox thing whatever like interpreted what I did in a way that I didn't mean to do it. Oh. And man, did that bike get away from me? I was Ooh. and I was sitting there going like. That would not have happened if I'd had a clutch. Yeah. You know, like this little figure eight thing here in the driveway would have been a lot easier if I could feather a clutch. And you can't with the DCT. And it's just kind of, it's just an interesting thing. Like there's some things like I really like having a clutch for. And that's like 3% of the time I ride. And the other 97%, I'm like, I'm really glad I don't have a clutch right now. I feel like the more you ride it, the more you'll get used to it and, you know. Maybe be able to feather, you know, just, yeah. I don't know how you'd feather it, but I guess there's a way that you'll figure out how to modulate the power. Yeah. It's like how quickly, like, it's really good if you just kind of crack the throttle. It can do that kind of like slow crawl right. lurch, but there is a tipping point where it goes from lurch to takeoff oh. pretty quick. And I was thinking, and the whole point I bring this up is I was thinking about how dynamic we are when we ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can go from lazy, just cruising around, just diddling your bean, riding. Which I do a lot when I ride. Well, obviously. Why wouldn't you? It's the only reason um, I ride. But you can go from that to just, you know, 
stepping on the wick, lighting it up and going just on like a hair's notice. Right. And it really like it just it just comes down to like your mood and what's going on in the traffic. And how hard that must be for like let's say Honda in this case with the DCT or any brand that's going to, you know, pursue something like this. How hard that must be to like try and cater to that whim with some software. You know, like your motorcycle can't read your mind, but it almost kind of has to to like know like okay, does when he like whacked that throttle, did he really want to whack that throttle or is he just kind of like giving a little throttle? Right. Like, what does that whack really mean? I wonder if Honda will ever, ever introduce that to their sport bikes. Do you think there will ever be a CBR 1000 DCT? Not with the weight the way it is. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious. Is it Maybe a CB 1000. It's then. 20, 30 pounds. I mean, like unless you've figured out, unless you're building like a carbon fiber chassis CBR. Right. And you can afford that weight penalty, but then you're like, wouldn't you just want the the weight advantage? Yeah. But I could see, I could totally see an upside, especially for like a bike like that versus like an adventure bike, because like this is the thing. This is the thing I think that you know we talked last show about how I think the, the Africa Twins in my top five. Mm-hmm. The thing that holds it back, it's a really fun sporty bike for like ninety percent of the time. But there's certain sporty things that it does that it doesn't do very well. Like I'm having a lot of suspension dive on the front. Mm. I have really weak front brakes. I actually like the motor's punch down low, but I know like it's got like what 110, 115 horsepower. Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of anemic up top, right? So like <laughs> that's why a bike like the KTM 1290 or the Multistrada V4 like kind of come ahead in the rankings because it's like well that's when I want to go full fucking sport bike on it yeah i can go full fucking sport bike and i can't do that with the africa twin but i was thinking back to it i was like well you know like it's an africa twin it's an adventure bike it's not necessarily a sport bike that's what i like about those competitors that they can fill that niche but mm-hmm. the africa twin doesn't necessarily do it. it's got 21 inch front wheel blah 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 but you look at like a cbr it's a sport bike yeah. it's a track bike it's yeah. a race bike right so what you're going to use it for is a much more narrow use than what I'm using an African twin for. And maybe then it's like, yeah, we can program that DCT in a very specific way. You're like, okay, yeah, you want four different gearbox modes and three riding modes. Well, they're all going to be like, you know, sport, sportier and sportiest, you know, like, <laughs> right. How sharp do you want this? Yeah. Like, are we like, talking chef's knife or scalpel? Right. Whereas, um, you know, like uh, the African twin, it's got to be like a Swiss army knife. You got to have the saw. Right. You got to have the little cheese knife. You got the regular <laughs> knife. You got the tweezers that can't tweeze anything. <laughs> Those are the worst tweezers on the planet. They really are. Uh, but there's also a toothpick in there. I'd like the toothpick. I do too. I think, I think with, you know, the quick shift technology having gotten to where it is, it almost takes away any reason to have DCT. I guess first gear is really the only time you truly need the clutch on most bikes that have quick shift on them. Mm-hmm. I saw that on one of our emails. I skimmed over him a little bit. Somebody had written something along the lines of, hey, there might be more, you know, women riders if there was more, quote unquote, automatic motorcycle Absolutely. options. And that's there's probably an argument for that. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about discounting women riders as not being able to ride manual. But if that's your argument, then I guess quick shift kind of helps with that. But that doesn't take care of first gear, which is typically the hardest one. Replace women riders with non-riders. Correct. And understand that a lot of our non-riders are, there's more women in that category than men. Right. That's I mean, the caveat. Yeah. Yeah. But I totally get what you're saying. Like, it, if we had more automatic bikes, that means a lot more people who are 
put off by the shifting side yeah. of the motorcycle process. I feel like Honda having the DCT and they can probably offer that in a wide range of motorcycles in their lineup. Yeah. They'd have a leg up on that. They would. Because it's pretty neat. I've ridden a couple of them and it's, I mean, there's no such thing as a flawless motorcycle, but it's pretty freaking close. It's pretty good. That's the thing. Like if, 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 if I had to grade it, I'm like, it's pretty good. It's not great. It's not perfect. Right. It's pretty good though. They've gotten, they've gotten pretty good with it. I would love to do an experiment where I ride a manual bike and have like a computer from Honda that has like the DCT software on it. Right. And see where we disagree. Oh, interesting. You know, like on shifting and yeah. gears and all that stuff. Because I think that'd be an interesting exercise. And I mean, the ones that I rode shifted. I was surprised by how well they shifted. They shift great. You know, it felt like I was driving a high-end car with paddle shift abilities. Yeah. Because it was nice, snappy shift. It wasn't lazy. I was expecting to be lazy, and it wasn't. No, it it's, was. It's just. Um, I mean, there's a lot of dual clutches out there, right? Uh, what, what does Audi call it? Like Tiptronic. And yeah, Tiptronic. And PKG DC, from yeah, Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. DCT um, from BMW. Mm-hmm. They're all there. It's a. It's a really cool technology. I think it's awesome. I'm actually surprised to see more motorcycle brands not embracing it. BMW being really the number one on my on my list. I can't believe they don't have that on there. Right? On their GS bikes. That would be a very BMW thing to bring to market, yeah. too. You know? Um, Somebody's listening right now like, son of a bitch. All right. Write notes. Bah! Hans! Hans! We got to get the DCT on the, the DCT on the motorcycles. Put down this nitchel and get to work. <laughs> and that's why they don't advertise with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hans Meatloaf and then the CCT. And my nation. We need more friends. I swear uh, we're nice people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's see Let's see if they do that because I feel like yeah. I, I, I think there's merit in that argument that non-riders would probably be more um, attracted to the idea of riding a motorcycle if that one technicality wasn't there and it was easier because you don't have to ride a scooter to have a non-manual motorcycle. Right. Honda's starting to prove that. Well, I think, I don't know. I was about to like put a label on it. I don't know if I want to put that label on it, but I think there's a certain scruffy motorcyclist mentality that's maybe more of a boomer mentality that's kind of going away. Right. That motorcycles have to have manual you know if you can't kick it you can't ride yeah. it and we see the same thing in the car industry we're like if it's a sports car that doesn't have a manual transmission it's not a sports car and it's like well i love a manual just as much as anybody else who loves manuals but every time i drive one of these fancy ones that has you know some kind of a dual clutch or some kind of a quick shift option on there it's like i can't shift that fast i was looking at a car uh actually last night I'm trying to like pour a Mountain Dew while not looking. Very at impressive. It. That's very good. This That's is... a pro move right there. That's like a chef cutting without looking. Woo! Oh, 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 oh. Living on the edge. Oh man, that's gonna be a sipper. Nice. No, no, you're good. You have another eighth of an inch left. I'm, it's a danger zone. Easy, easy, easy there. Easy, easy. You made it, folks. You made it. That was a that was a very um, precise move. That was, um. I was looking at a car the other night, last night, and it comes in a manual and it comes in a DCT. And like for a hot second, I was like, oh, I should get a manual because man, men get manuals and manual, manual, cars, oh, manual, manual, manual right. stick to clutch, clutch, heel toe shifting. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and then I was like, I will eventually drive this car in traffic. Yep. DCT. Yep. Because it just. 
right? I can't be I can't be fucking bothered. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss it. I'm not gonna miss shifting with a manual no. stick shift enough to be like that like the actual like sixty percent of the time where I'm just putzing around and <laughs> don't care. I mean, if you're just buying it to be like that other car to have around that you're only gonna drive like once in a while. Even like, then. There was a hot minute where there was there was a real good chance of me getting a really good sports car that I wanted, and it was in manual. And it's like, no, I don't think I want to drive this every day like this, but to me, it wasn't going to be a 10,000-mile-a-year car. Right. But Even you're going to drive it every day. It's There's just a lot more merits for it. So again, this goes back. I, I really wonder. I wonder, uh, is Honda, I thought I remember they're going to have it on the little Scrambler, not Scrambler, <laughs> the Rebel 1100. Rebel 1100, Goldwing. I think the, that Rebel 1100 and DCT is going to prove a lot of these people that, hey, this is a market that you need to tap in. I think that is going to be a very bellwether bike. Mm-hmm. You know, that Rebel 1100. Just Low to, seat height, DCT. Yeah. It's just an approachable machine from a lot of angles. Maybe it's not the design you were going for, and that's where maybe Honda will be like, cool, maybe we do this on a CB1000R, where it doesn't necessarily have to be the lightest thing on the planet, but it's sporty. And it's lighter anyways. And it's handsome. Does Honda still make that like Batman bike? Oh, God. Uh, you know I don't I'm think so. About? Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. We had one at Motocorsa years ago. Oh, I don't think they do anymore. That had a DCT on it. Sure did. Uh, Admittedly, that, that was one of the first DCTs I rode. And I was like, this That is, was one of the first DCTs I rode, too. I can't believe how fun this is. <laughs> it was a surprisingly good bike. bike. I mean, it was not a good bike in a lot of ways. Oh, what was that called? It was like the Honda NM NM4. Yes, Honda that's NM4. It had like Cadillac taillights. Yeah, and it had that 700 motor that's now the 750. Right. So it's kind of like a little gutless little thing going on there. Such a cool weird car. I mean bike. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is like that's like the like the Honda Civic guy came over. And he's like, oh, I got I to gotta make motorcycles now. And this is like the first bike he designed. And then, Hear me out, guys. What if the Civic only had two wheels on it? Right. And they're just kind of like, well, you know, he did such a good job on the Civic. We can't say no to him. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let him. Let's, 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 let's give it a weird name. Let's let him. Uh, I don't so know. you want it. So is Batman. The Batman's not riding it. But you still want it to look like a Batman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting. But, you know, they're getting somewhere with it. And I think you're absolutely right. I think the Rebel 1100 with a DCT. If that. That could show a trend. That yeah. could show an insight that says that wakes someone up at Honda and says, like, hey, Whatever. this should be on everybody. Right. I think the trick be. is to not market it as like this is a girl's bike. Like, you know, like market it in a friendly way that shows, hey, this is a very friendly, approachable machine, and almost anyone can ride it. You don't have to bother with a clutch anymore. I don't think gender has anything to do with it. Man. I don't think so either. But I well, think you know vaginas they love doing that. Equally like not shifting. <laughs> Oh, they've got it in the CTX 700 too? Whoa. What an ugly motorcycle. That's a bike I could just live without. Honda makes some some home runs and then some (laughs) flops. They really do, don't they? Remember the Rune? (laughs) I kind of like the Rune. I love the Rune. One showed up to the shop last week. I was so excited to see it. (laughs) And then it had a car tire in the back. Fucking dark cider. I went from ooh to uh really quick. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I'm not here to kink shame anyone, but god damn it, man. That's uh, that's that's yeah. That's Let a guy know you're about to do that to him. Oh my goodness. Uh, I ran into someone the other day who had a uh, 
uh, I think it was a CB500X. Cool Call, bike. He, he called it the Africa Twin. Which, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I good. like it. That was good. I was like, all right, fair enough. Nice. Nicely done. That's a free one, Honda. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of funny names, a lot of our listeners have chimed in saying that if Harley doesn't change the Pan America to the <laughs> Dirt Glide, what a fucking lost opportunity. <laughs> If only we knew someone in the marketing. Uh, <laughs> Just saying. Dirt Glide. Who, who listens to the show. <laughs> you guys, do the right thing. Just take it back. It's not even out yet. Like, Pan America, we're just kidding. That was the code name. I mean, I can, really be the Dirt Glide. I can understand if like, they landed on the Pan America, but if you told me that Dirt Glide wasn't on like the vision board when they started. There was probably like. Supremely disappointed. 12 people in that <laughs> conference room and like. Six of them were like, Dirk Light. And the other ones are like, stop it. Put that away. No. Go to your room. <laughs> Willie, get back to your office. <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, looping back to that Africa twin. Yep. The thing that I've been thinking about because of that, and this is up your alley. Whoa. Get your drinks ready, folks. Ducati <laughs> Super Sport, the 950. Yes. Because there's a lot of things about the Africa Twin that, that I'm using it for that I feel like the Super Sport could be. Mm-hmm. And when I first rode the Super Sport, it was at Laguna, and I didn't really care for it that much. It's not a good track bike. It's funny because Ducati wants you to believe it's the bike that does everything, including track bike. But as we've found out, when you make a vehicle to do a lot of things, it doesn't do any of them particularly that well. I would 100%. Rather take the old Multistrada right. on the racetrack than right. the Super Sport. Right. But the new Super Sport, and that's what they're doing. If you look at all their marketing, it's mm-hmm. like someone's picture on the track mm-hmm. and then telling you, like, this is the ultimate do anything. I will say this that bike is probably one of the like most approachable motorcycles in the showroom because it's super easy to ride. It's very easy to live with. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money in the Ducati world to own. And it's got that pedigree with the single-sided swing arm if you buy the S model with the Olin suspension and all that stuff. So it's got a lot of cool going for it. It looks really cool, too. Yeah. I mean, I kind of hate on it because it looks like they did the Panigale thing. And Well, yeah, I, especially the Nunu that's about to come out. That one looks yeah. like nicely done. Good job on that one. And yeah, they're trying to use that same you know design language as the Panigale because that's a gorgeous bike. Yeah. I do like the new one versus the old one because I think they did enough to make it look less like the Panigale because it's got its own visual elements now. I like that they've gone to a TFT dash on it finally. Finally. Um, So the bike is going to be pretty well uh, set up to be sort of the every person's motorcycle. But again, it's up to them to advertise it less as a track bike and more as a regular everyday motorcycle Mm -hmm. because I coda. Because like, hey friend. I want to curl up in your lap. You may make you sneeze. Get up in here. She will. She's gonna do it. I've straightened my legs just for you. I've I've done a lot of squats. Look at how much meat there is there. Just for you. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna get right on there. I'm just. (laughs) uh, Do you have any food? No food. Okay, I'm going over there. You know, this cat's just here to break my heart every damn day. (laughs) Every time, man. Rude. He's like, all right. There's no food. I'm gonna go over here. Farted at me and walked away. Um. Yeah. I think. I think they need to. And this is the thing we do at the shop a lot, just kind of telling people like, hey, this is a bike that you could live with every day. And on those two or three track days a year that you come to and ride at Group B, perfect bike, right? Like if you're riding a Group A, I would not tell you to go out there in a super sport. You could probably do it and it'd be fine, but you're going to have more fun on a, say, a V2 out of my showroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The V2 is like the perfect track bike in Ducati's lineup. But talk about bang for the buck, right? Because a V2 mm-hmm. costs 
about two grand more than, than, a, than a Super Sport S. Okay. And so you're getting, you know, 90 something percent of that performance on the streets for a lot less money that allows you to go do other things. Yeah. 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 See, that would be a cool bike that if it had some sort of a dual clutch option on it. Yeah. That'd be an amazing bike. Frankly, if I was Ducati, I would be thinking about that, the Diavel, the Multistrada all day long to have a dual clutch option. 1260 motor in the super sport form factor. You just gave my pants just got tight. That would be a good bike. I, I keep talking about taking a monster 1200 S and putting a super sport body on it just to be like, guys, hello. Yeah. It's a thing. Cause that's one. that's really like the thing that I want. There's two things on the super sport that, that kill it for me on the track. The foot pegs are too low. Mm hmm. And the motor, it's it's that hyper motor motor, which I love around yeah, town. Right. But there's nothing up top on that thing. Oh, there's there's not just a bike you're going to do 160 miles an hour on. No. But so, it'll get to like a buck 40 pretty quick. Yeah, 130. You, I mean, 140. that would be sitting on. I don't know too big for that. Stuff. Yeah. But like you put that 1260, like that kind of. Oh my God. Can you imagine that? Don't go for too much power with it. Just like, huh. like 150, give it a, 160. Give it a mild tune like on a, on a multi-strata. Call it 157 horses. Maybe that's just too close to the 959. Or the, the V2, sorry. No, because it's still a different position. It's still a different riding experience. They, yeah. The, the foot pegs no, are too I low. Totally agree. Handlebars are too high. It's a perfect street bike. Because then you can have the bags. Truthfully, because what that becomes, what I just described, is the Ducati version of a Super Duke GT, which is my top three bike. Yeah. Which we keep saying that, you know, if they made a, uh, SW, uh, a Street, Street Fighter, Fighter yeah. I said SW because SW Motec put up a, a picture that I put on our Instagram of a Street Fighter dressed up the way I keep saying it should, you know, this is a Street Fighter GT. But you're right. If they did a, a Super Sport uh, 1260, oh my God, what a bike that would be. 150 plus horsepower. I mean, that's again, that's the same idea with the Monster. Yeah. Uh, but... With the 1260, because all the electronics are already in place, they could have cruise control on it. Yep. They could have all that, all the goodies. And they could probably charge like $22,000 for that bike and it would still have fans. Yeah. Hmm, what would price it on that be? 20-ish. 20-ish is good. Yeah, because... Uh, it's got to be more than the V2. Right. But it's going to be less than the Panigale. Well, I'm thinking of pricing on Diavels. They start at $20,000. Well, we could talk about why that's crazy. I mean, it, God, well, it really does. It starts at twenty thousand yeah. three hundred. So if you had a if you had a super sport twelve sixty, you could start that at call it twenty one thousand. It's still less than a V four and Panigale, a but an electronic suspension on it. Okay, great. The price just went to twenty four. I don't know. Just give me the just give me the adjustable Olins. I'd be happy. Oh, I don't. I don't know about that. I think I'd want electronic suspension. I think that's you do love the electronic suspension. I think that's a different. I think that's the differentiation though between the Super Sport line and the Panigale line. Is the Panigale like? I don't know why you put an electronic suspension on that. Do you know why I know Ducati won't make this bike? Do you know why I know they won't make it? There's like five solid good reasons why, but I want to hear yours. I mean, the number one is the speculation that we've all been seeing online for the last week. The 17-inch V4 Multistrada. Oh, you're skipping ahead, Gene. I am. You're skipping ahead. Like, that was gonna be, I was going to close with that. Oh, you are? I was going to bring down the Maybe house brought, with that. You brought this thing here. All right. That's fine. Whatever. Fuck it. It's a speculation. Fuck they're, it, They're Gene. not even saying nope. no to us. Fuck it. <laughs> Close the laptop. We're going off the book. We're going off. We're just going crazy. We're going off acapella. Off sleeves. You took your shoes off. And, oh, God. You're ready. Get his eye on the lap. He's like, oh, I can totally go on that lap oh, now. Oh, man, that looks so comfy. It looks so warm from the laptop. So I, 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 I think if if they do that, right, because everyone's seeing the spy shots, 
We don't know what it's going to be called. We don't know what the story of it is. I don't even know why they're making it. I know why they're making Well, I don't know why they're. I'm well, no. Right. If they're making it, it's because people went up and were like, Ma, you took away my thing. Whatever. I've had my bike for two weeks now, and I'm telling you it handles just as sharply as a 17-inch version somehow. But you don't know how good it could be with 17. Well, you could get on the 17-inch right. bike and be like, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's seems weird to me because Ducati went out of their way to make this bike sort of be the ultimate yes. one bike to rule them all. Yes. And then to be like, all right, fine. We'll do a 17-inch version. Like, <sighs> Especially if it's literally just the same bike with 17-inch wheels. Well, it's got a, it's got a single-side swing arm. whoop fucking do well, I like I like the look of a single-side swing arm. I mean, I do too, but... If I had infinite amount of dollars... Every motorcycle in my garage would have a single-sided <laughs> swing arm. I just it love that look. No argument. No argument. There was a guy back in the day. I used to have a TL1000R, and he put a single-sided swing arm on that bike, and it looked Whoa. so fucking good. And I was that like, I spent the bike's value in that oh swing arm. God. He had like 20000 in paint on it. So okay. I don't know what was going on there. That's called love. I'm, yeah. Love makes you do weird things. I don't know. Again, I'm not here to kink shame anyone, but man, that's a fascinating choice. I do love the TL1000R a lot. That it's got a soft my, spot in my heart. Same here. Talk about a bike that like had some really interesting ideas that didn't, didn't work. It was way ahead of its time. <laughs> I think it had a slipper clutch on it back in like 1990s. Uh, back torque limiting clutch. Okay, but you know, same <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, 17 inch Ducati. I mean, I, you're right. Like, I don't know why they're making it, but I do. Like... There's definitely people that want that. You know, and you and I, we've had this conversation on the show. I forget what episode. We probably did it over multiple episodes. People are, people are, people's livers hurt from yeah. those talks. I, so I get that element of it. And I hear what you're saying. And I think, and I'm with you on that. We're like the 19 inch one. I'm like, you know what? That works pretty dang well. It works I'm not so sit, well. I'm not sitting here being like, I wish I had 17s. Like, eh, right. I think it did a pretty good job. Right. What I don't understand is, is literally just a bike with 17s when, what I really wanted to see from Ducati was maybe it's a similar chassis. Maybe it's a, obviously the same motor, but something fundamentally different enough. Like, okay, so that's the Multistrada V4. That's right. your four bikes in one. Call it the ST1260. Yeah, this right? is your Super Tour, right. Sport Tour V4, and it's something different. It's, it's lazy design, man. That's the thing. It, like, and, and you know how much I love this brand, so much so that I work in a dealership that sells them, but... I, it's just it's it's just lazy. Like you could have made something really cool and awesome, but it's a lot cheaper just to go to the parts and go. Well, we cheaper. already have the chassis. It's a lot cheaper. Of course it is. But like you go to a Audi dealership, they all look the same, right? I like in the motorcycling world the thing that I've always loved, and this is just like my personal emotions on it. Like I want to see something different. That's why I did the livery on the blast bike I had. That's why I like to do weird gold wheels on my. Tacoma. I just want to see something a little different. And so the idea of having like that Street Fighter GT, or in this case, you know, like we're talking about like a super uh, or sport touring 1260, that'd be super cool. If you're going to give it 17 inch wheels, give it like a cool body, make it look like a light duty touring bike that yeah. you can go have a good time on and then pop bitching wheelies on later. There was a, uh, I was reading a business article on, I forget what it was about. But they were talking about how a company's business model was dependent on them constantly coming out with new versions of kind of the same product. Right. And how much, like basically their their marketing plan or their product plan was just constantly giving the same group of people, their same customer base, 
a new version of the thing they kind of already have. Hello, Apple. Right. <laughs> Apple's a great example. <laughs> right. I don't think it was Apple. I want to say it was like uh, some other kind of consumer electronic. But it, it seems like that in the motorcycle world. Because like how many of your customers are repeat Ducati customers? Lots. Right. And so yeah. it's like it kind of comes back to that whole like if you can just give them the restyled new thing, right. whatever. Right. It's uh oh that was the other thing that the article was like tying it into like the dopamine process in your brain. Like when you see something new, you get a dopamine hit. That's right. that's basically Instagram's business model. <laughs> that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's that idea of like, and that's kind of like like the great antithesis antithesis to that would be like Suzuki, where it's like, hey, we've had the same bikes for 20 years, but they're really cheap. Yep. You can get them all the time and they're, you know, it's a different reliable. kind of it's a different kind of customer. But it's like that same thing where it's like, you know, like I don't want to see like four variations of the same Multistrada. I want to see four different bikes. Now, I don't maybe the dollars and cents of that don't make sense, but. Yeah, I guess as critics, it's easy for us to sit here and say these things. But at the end of the day, they have to make their money. And there's probably some kind of a psychological evaluation of the general buyership and how people tend to have an easier time agreeing with something that has a slight change to it as opposed to being completely different suddenly. Totally. Right? Uh, so people had a visceral reaction to when the Multistrada V4 got officially released and they found out that A, it doesn't have Desmodronic valves on there when I promise you more than half of them probably couldn't even tell you how that works. And B, it didn't have single-sided swing arm and C, it didn't have 17-inch wheels. And I feel like B and C are probably in the same line for them. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, but these are the reasons why they did it. And this is, how, look at how well the bike is functioning and how well it rides. And everyone that wrote it, every journalist that wrote it was like, best bike ever. This is amazing. This is awesome. Well done. Mm -hmm. But the people still said, but my 17-inch wheels and my single-sided swing arm, where is it? So if Ducati builds this, this is just them simply saying the customers asked. Here you go. And we're doing the thing. There it is. Right. The was question this, is, was this the motorcycle you wanted? Is this going to be called like the Pike Speak version? Ooh. Is it going to be some special version that they're going to make a limited number of? Or is it going to be back to, well, you have the option of a 19 inch and a 17 inch? How do I you feel like that's, I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot with this. How do you feel about this bike that we've seen in spy photos? How do you feel about it being called a Pike Speak as a Pike Speak owner or previous owner? Fine. I, I, I've always, you and I have always agreed on the Pike Speak as it having a soft spot in our heart for, for it. We, I've, I've always loved the Pike Speak's bikes. Um, and the history of it was really cool. And, you know, you know, talking to like the people that raced it and all that stuff, really, really neat. So I always wanted to have a piece of that history. But going forward, it's a, just revisiting an old history now. It's not going to be a thing anymore. It's not really going to be like, they're not going to be racing that bike out there anymore. I don't think. No, no so, motorcycles out Pike speak for you know, the foreseeable future. How do I feel about it? I think it'll be cool. I think it'll do fine. If they just make it a Pike speak and it ends up being, this is a bike that's probably going to cost like damn near 30 grand. It's just old suspension, forged wheels. Here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Do you want to <laughs> bet burgers again? Oh, God. So, the current Multistrada V4 iteration starts at twenty four one and goes up to about $27,000. The okay. V4S Sport. I what's, think yeah, what's the V4S Sport go for? 26 change. Okay. So damn near 27 grand. I could see that. Okay, so, I, two grand for paint. Right, paint, Olin's, 
uh, Marchesini's. Yeah. It's probably about four grand. Single think about the difference. Arm. Yeah. Think about the difference between um, Street Fighter versus a Street Fighter yeah. S. It's about a $4,000 Delta. I get on board with that. So it's I'm probably going to be a $30,000 bike. If that's the case, they're probably just going to make a limited run of per year. They might make it every year as long as the V4 exists, but it'll just be like, oh, if you wanted that single sided swing arm, you better throw down some dough for this thing. This thing is going to cost you $29,995. Mm. So if they do that, that'll make some sense to me mm. because it'll still dissuade most customers from going that route going, nah, it's going to cost me only like 24 grand to have 98% of that performance on this other motorcycle and I'll mm. save a fuck ton of money to be able to buy other things. Mm. Yeah. I really hope, I'm not completely sold that we're going to have a Pikes Peak model. Um, Just in my my talkings with, with Ducati. Right. Oh, you think they're going to do away with that name? Ah, like 50-50. I'm okay. not even sure they know what they want to do with it. Yeah. But it's a weird conversation because the it, last time Ducati went to Pikes Peak, we lost one of our most dearest people. Yeah. Yeah. And so do they want to have that name around anymore? Well, that's the thing that's hard. Like, you know, maybe I'm a little too close to it because I was friends with Carlin. Right. But, you know, the last time they raced, it wasn't with a multi-shot. It was a Street Fighter. So if you told me they were coming out with a Pikes Peak Edition Street Fighter, I'd be like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Now we can talk about whether or not that's appropriate with, right, with Carlin's good death taste and all or not, that. Right. Um, and I think there's ways around that. I think um, Carlin's family would be very stoked to have a Pike's Peak version of the bike with you his know, number on it. I wanted to make it. one at the shop and I was like, man, is that in bad taste? Because like, I love Carlin and it, like to have that memory still be alive every day at the shop, I would worship that bike. Yeah. Well, I could put you in touch with his mom. I'd be curious. We're friends. Interesting. Um, I think I think she'd be up for it. Um the the thing that's hard it's like yeah okay so we're not going back to pike's peak anymore it was the last race on a street fighter the multi-strata i always thought that the multi-strata the pike's peak version of the multi-strata should have been more yeah just in sense of like i wish like it had better rear sets and, like it was a little bit more it wasn't they just slapped was, on wheels and suspension and yeah. a couple of carbon bits and there you go the big thing was like the paint really right, right? i wish it was more than that and it's the same thing with with this bike. Like, if you're gonna call it a Pikes Peak, I wish it was more. Right. It's not, but I get like maybe Ducati and I disagree on that mark. But I feel like that chapter is closed. Yeah. You don't need to re like you're like gonna keep digging up. It's like um, I'm trying to think of like a uh, a similar like iconic race livery thing that another brand keeps like bringing up. But the one that keeps coming to my mind is like the Bulldoer. Yeah. livery for aprilia which they haven't quite played out as much i was thinking like maybe a tt but, but they don't call it that like no. this is called the pike's peak it's called the pike's peak it just feels like you're marketing something that's not there anymore but if they don't it's interesting i figure i wonder what they would call it because they already have v4s they already have v4 sport like what they call the multistrata v4 heritage edition r yeah r but then, again, if it's an R, I want more. Yeah. I don't know. If it's an R, oh, if it's an R, you put the Panigale V4 motor in it. There you go. 205 horsepower Pikes Peak. I'll pay 30 grand for that fucker. That would be pretty rad. You know Jesus, what it is? That gave me goosebumps, the thought of that, that bike. You know what this bike should be? This should be the S Sport. The S Sport now right. is pretty weak. That this, sport now this looks like it. the Pikes Peak paint job. Yeah. It's red, white, and black. Yeah. And it's 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 literally paint and exhaust and Mulligated a carbon fiber yeah. yeah. And a carbon fiber mudguard. 
And you're like, I'm, I'm making a, a motion that looks like I'm milking a cow. It's a, it's a good looking bike. It is. Again, it's just. But why is it? Why is it? Wherefore art thou a sport I mean, model? Like That's the same idea with the Pikes Peak. It was just the V1260 uh, ST with Marchesini wheels and, uh, and the Olin suspension on it. But if you told me that the 17 inch version is the sport version right. and it comes with a single side swing arm and yeah. it's got the Pikes Peak right. esque paint and the Olin suspension. And I'd be like, okay, that's a sport model. And you want to price that at 30 grand? Fine. Go yeah. do that. Right. That makes way more Maybe sense. They call to me. the V4 Super Sport. Oh, that'd be super confusing. <laughs> just just super confusing. The whole market. I mean, the Italians have done a lot of confusing shit in the past. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think I could see them calling it like the Heritage Edition, or because uh, they can't. It'd be stupid to be like V4 S17. This is why I'm not in that sort of marketing. I really am curious what their end game is with this thing. I'm telling you, Jensen, if they put that stupid Panigale motor in there, like I just said they should do, <laughs> I will hit like, a brick. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. I, like that idea. I, I would have that to think rumor. twice about keeping my bike and not buying one of those. It's like, listen, Claudio, we got to talk. <laughs> I got a great idea for you. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it a lot. But <laughs> here's gonna, the thing. Everything, you want, everything we want on this bike already exists. Mm. You don't have to do anything crazy. And put wings on it. <laughs> I mean, it already sort of has wings. It kind of does. But like, put more wings. Uh, <laughs> I want this bike speak to be an obnoxious bike. Uh, speaking of confusing names. Uh-oh. Switching gears, if you don't mind. No, no, come at me. Yamaha YZF R7 is coming back, baby. But but it's not. But it's just the names. It is. You know, this is this is the problem I have with companies doing this shit. Toyota's pulling this shit lately. They have the the, the letters TRD in the back of just about every fucking model. I got a Prius TRD on the awful lot the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 RAV4 TRD. I just saw one on the road. I'm like, is that real or is somebody just fucking with me? I looked it up. It's a real fucking model. Yeah, it's a real thing. They're like, this is the best off-road crossover car out there. I'm like, those it's are not words that everyone literally put just together. Wheels. <laughs> Stop watering down your fucking brand. Yeah. So if you're going to call it the YZF R7, it better have a high revving inline four 750cc motor in it. Or, I mean, I would forgive, I think, okay, if you're going to call it an R7. Or put a triple in there. Someone. Uh, put the FCO9 motor yeah, in there. FC, someone on uh, Twitter was like, take the uh, R1 motor, lop a cylinder off of it, call it the R7. <sighs> Done. There was rumors of the R1 going to a triple format. I think that would be the coolest fucking be thing. Super cool. Triples are cool. I, I love triples. I haven't met a triple I didn't like. I ditto. You know? Like, name a bad triple. Okay, maybe like Benelli. But love a Benelli. I'm totally yeah, buying a Benelli. Those are super cool. You'd still want one. Love a Benelli. A Benelli could be on fire. It'd be like, that's the prettiest fire I've ever seen. You own a Benelli. It probably is on fire. <laughs> and and you should, if you fire. have one, go check your garage right yeah, now. Please, it might right be on now, fire. Just pause this right now and make sure your bike's okay. <laughs> More electric gremlins than, than I can shake a tree at. Also, can you send a picture of it to us? I want to see it. Oh, man. I would love a TNT or a tray. Uh, so pretty. Yeah. So pretty. Those are good looking bikes. That would be a cool Adrian, bike. Adrian Morton did a good job on those. Yeah. Take an R1 engine, lop a cylinder off of it, call that, it the R7. That yeah. would be incredible. That'd be pretty rad. Uh, unfortunately, Yamaha doesn't have the balls to do that. You just don't want to be friends with them, do you? <laughs> you know, I almost spat my water out. <laughs> the thing that, you know what really grabs my gears? 
<laughs> like the R7 name is so iconic. Like for those that don't know, this was a homologation special that came out in the 90s to compete in World Superbike when there was like it pissed off every American because yeah, they didn't bring it here. Weird, funky. They only made like 50. They brought like 50 into the US, but they were for like racing only. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't build very many of these. I think like 200 tops. I've seen a one in my entire lifetime. Um, this is back when World Superbike had these like weird rules for twins and inline fours. And this was like Yamaha's way of like getting the middle finger out and be mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to play that game? We'll play that game. Super cool bike. Super cool bike. Um, If you got the full on race kit, it was like 165 horsepower. I mean, just a screamer back then. And they were expensive. Yeah. And that was it was like 30 grand for the R7. And it was like another 16 or 20 grand for the like top race kit. So you're spending like fifty, forty thousand dollars on and that's this bike. Like that times money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> nowadays, like that's like nine that. million dollars. <laughs> if you account for inflation. It's a thirty million dollar bike, basically. Um, thanks, Obama. <laughs> thanks. So you know, really cool bike. Really like a like if I think if you got if you sat down most motorcycle journalists and asked them like their top twenty bikes, like everyone's gonna have an R seven in there somewhere. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just a really interesting motorcycle. So for Yamaha, so this came out in the carb filings um, for for a California Air Resources Board. So Yamaha is going to bring that name back. Those party poopers. Yeah. But they're going to use the MT-07 platform, huh. that parallel twin platform. I mean, people are already... Having race kits and making those MT-07s look like cool old school MotoGP bikes. I think Yamaha saw that and was like, maybe there's a market here. That I totally agree with. That's that's basic business. It's not a three-cylinder R1. No. Come on. But so this is this is where I have two minds about it, Shane. Because okay. I like I like that concept. Like take an MT-07, make it full fairing make it race here yep. yeah people are doing this like your customers are already doing this you might as well be the one giving it to them totally makes sense if you're gonna call it an r7 though like you better not take just an mt07 and put a full fairing on and call it done i i hope you're right i hope they have let's say the rs660 on the mind when they're doing this Abs- i think that's exactly what this make it lighter make it about 100 horses like hot rod that motor a little bit yeah give it like a real chassis like a like a twin spar aluminum frame uh-huh. tra- chass trashy 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 i don't know where my mouth was going with that that's a trellis chassis a trashy <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh that was mountain dude talking <laughs> um and like if you did that like if you give it a pretty stout motor really good chassis i think i could forgive any sort of budget suspension wheels brakes even absence of electronics, because at least then you're giving us good bones right. to build a bike off of. Because right now, like if you want to go race an FC07 or an MT07, man, you got you're dealing with like a wet noodle. You are, you know, like what do you think the price is going to be? That's what I don't know. Like I if mean, it's RS660, I think under I think, twelve. Yeah, I think you look at the RS660 and you make it five hundred dollars cheaper. Woo! That's a that's a lofty goal. That's going to cost money. I mean, I agree with you. I think it should happen. But what does an MT-07 go for now? As it is, the wet noodle. I mean, I closed the laptop, but they're like eight grand or something. Okay. So they better be able to add all that shit on and be able to sell it for only like two grand or so more. 
to for it to really be a, co- a competitor. They don't have to, but if they're going after, I mean, I immediately think that they're going after the RS six sixty with that thing because there's what else oh, is there yeah. in that market? And and that's my understanding on this rumor is like they've had this ready. They were waiting to see what Aprilia was going to look like in the flesh before they did it. So it's going to be a twenty twenty two model. My sources tell me we're going to see this in like the next few months. It's gonna be like a wow. mid, like a midsummer bike, so it's Holy like an shit. early 2022. Oh, so these guys are ready to pull the trigger. I think they've had this sitting in their back pocket for a while. Huh. Um. So that's interesting, and that's where I get like. And this is why Aprilia only shows you the picture of the left side of their motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, right. They're tired of these copycat Yamaha <laughs> these people. Copycatters. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I just come back like if it's gonna be called an R7, it better be good. If you wanted, if you wanted to just tart up an FZ07 MT07 with a fairing call it good then it needs to be an f mt07 r right. or or right. something like that an rt07 or whatever you want to do with it but you're going to go and use this you're going to use the r designation and more importantly you're going to use a r7 designation yeah. this this historic name yeah. you better come out swinging otherwise i don't know what you're doing time there. to nut up or shut up um i agree I agree 100% that that name means a lot to a lot of us now maybe a lot of people that are buying it don't even know what the fucking r7 is so they're like, "Whoa, cool! Yamaha's gonna have this new yeah. R7 out." Yeah, it's basically a brand new street bike for us, but we remember Yamaha. People don't forget. We know what an R7 is. Don't fuck around. Yeah, don't make it a TRD fucking Prius. Yeah, don't polish turds and expect us to be happy about it. So again, if they're really looking at that RS660, they got some real game in their hands, like a a real deal thing to deal with, and and. We'll see, because I mean, their R6 and R1 have, have been great motorcycles. Yeah, even the R3. I mean, the R3 is a bike that has a lot of flaws, but in that category and for that price, awesome. I mean, that's the bike to get. Yeah, I would. I would never want to track the KTM RC390. Like you're just, you're just days away from yeah, that's that a, motor. That thing's just ticking by bomb. Yeah. time bomb, 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 time bomb, 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 bomb. The Honda's kind of meh. Takes a lot of work to make that Honda competitive. Yeah. So does does uh, Kawasaki have anything below a four hundred in that? No, that was the thing. So the Kawasaki grew into the Ninja four hundred. Right. I mean, they've got the <laughs> they've got the ZX twenty five R. That's right. Which is pretty rad. Which we won't get here because that's bullshit. Because cowards, jerks. <laughs> and then we got the BMW. Never coming. Never coming out. Never coming out. <laughs> that that S three ten R or whatever it was. Yeah. Never coming out. You know yeah, why? I'm BMW up doesn't it. want to water down that shit. Because I think BMW is just like, yeah, let's just make another GS. I think it cost them money to sell those bikes, the 310s. Those 310s are not good bikes. They're not for us. They're for fucking no. Malaysia. No. Yeah. It's, um, that's the, f- the, the, what do they call it? The, the GS version. Mm-hmm. I forget. I'm totally blanking on the name. The G310GS. Is that right? Sure. Kind of sounds right. Uh, that's the, f- first bike in a long time i've heard a gaggle of journalists call soulless <laughs> you know it's been a long while and i think the last bike i heard that from was probably the cbr 500 f when that came out um so like that's been like at least five years more than that almost 10 <laughs> the first time i saw one i was like this is not a bmw this is just like Something that somebody slapped a BMW sticker on. I get it. And you're right. It's not for us. It's not for our market. Not even a little. 
it's like, hey, we we built this this bike for India and China and Southeast Asia. Do you want to sell in the US? We, I guess we I guess we can give the, we, we have the option. I mean, the yeah. Grom's doing well, so this will probably do well. Maybe they'll buy it. I don't know. Why not? We don't really care. Like, just fuck it. Just put a sticker on it. Call it good. How much you want to sell it for? I don't know. Four thousand dollars. Stop. Done. Fuck it. Sell it. Fuck it. Um. Yeah. Our giant roads don't do well with that bike. Ooh. Oh, my stomach just has. Some what was that? I haven't eaten a lot today, and I lifted a lot of weights. Yeah. Look at you. I know. Do you want that chicken pad thai? I got pad thai. I'm okay. I'm trying to teach this 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 here body who the boss is. Yeah. Got a kitty's on it. She is. <laughs> um what's next? Um uh, I'm not gonna open my laptop up again. So just got word. Damon Motors <gasps> closed a funding round. Um 30 million Canadian. Oh, so like $26. Yeah, like I don't know what was that, like $17.38. Um, they've raised, we're just burning all the virgins today. (laughs) So they've raised to date like just around like under 50 million, but kind of close to that. 50 million Canadian, yeah, whatever. That's still a lot of money, man. That's that's pretty. I don't know what the exchange rate is right now, but it's not that far off. It's not that far off. What is the exchange rate? One. It's a uh, three maple syrups to four American bacon's. That's probably pretty close. It's a buck twenty-five to Canadian dollars to the American dollar. Hmm. Okay, yeah. It's four hockey sticks to three footballs. Three freedom fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> Forgot about that. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to a friend from um, Australia today. And she's like going like, oh yeah, it's like I can't do the Australian. Go on, do it, do it. Oh mate, it's like it's like twenty degrees C right now. And I'm like, what is that in freedom temperatures? (laughs) (laughs) Like I have no concept. Twenty C. What is that? Is that warm? Is that cold? Are you guys? uh, I mean, what kind of clothing are you wearing right now? (laughs) I'm pretty sure Fahrenheit is German for freedom temperatures. I think it is. (laughs) Freedom temperatures. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Ah. Good day. Um, anyways, oh <laughs> uh, shit! So, do we think totally da- lost track? Do Damon you think Damien's gonna come out with a tangible, rideable motorcycle soon? You know, so I was so poopy when they came out. I'm still kind of poopy. I I was. You I are. Was, you are. You. I, you know what it is? I think. Alta broke our hearts so much that when we hear about something like this, we're like, nah, I don't know. You. you know who you know who's at fault? Who? Scully. Oh. And you think you're gonna talk, take this money and run away with it? Well, so like to be fair. To be fair. When Damon first showed up on the scene, they're making some ludicrous claims that were not uh the way what was it? What was it told to me? They're uh, very sales oriented, uh, a very sales oriented team. <laughs> okay, so. so they were they were making some claims that like it was like zero Scully and Alta all packaged into one. Oh boy! So you had like like red flag central. You had little like claims. That you're just like, yeah, I don't think you're actually gonna make a 200 mile range at 200 miles per hour and two hour recharge like. That math don't fly. I like everything you're saying. I, yeah, I like everything you're saying. <laughs> I want that to be true. I just don't think it's true. <laughs> and then what really got my goat was on the social media, you started seeing them like 
photoshopping their bike on the track and stuff like there's a i almost got the exact shot i'm kind of curious where they got the original but i've got a shot off ducati's website that's like one frame later of them at Magello with the Panigale v4 and they literally have just photoshopped their bike into it and you just sit there like they, they ended up i think taking it down but you're just sitting there going like what the fuck are you doing you know like photoshopping this nonsense so like out of the gates i'm just sitting there going like we've seen this before we've seen this in scully uh-huh. we've seen these these lies from some of the ev companies and as much as i want to see the next alta and and there's some alta people involved i'm just like you gotta like high hurdle convincing me to come around so that all said when i see today that they've raised you know almost 50 million to date and you're like okay okay Someone's looked at the books and thought that that was something worth investing in. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Fifty million is no joke. It takes about a hundred million to kind of bring a motorcycle manufacturer to market. You're halfway there. Yeah. So it's 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 getting kind of real, um, and that's intriguing because like I I want them to succeed. Um, there's some good people on that team that you know I think can do the thing. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do it's you th- intriguing? Th- there what was is your biggest concern. The biggest, the big concern is delivery. Like just delivering the promise, delivering the product. Like they, they've got a hype team that is running their mouth, and it's like, okay, that's cool, but at some point you're gonna have to do the thing. And right. if you do the thing, like, like because we saw this with zero, where they'd run the mouth, and they make all these wild claims, and you're like, they'd be like, two hundred mile range, and you're like, yeah, if you go ten miles an hour you can get 200 miles of range on this bike. But in reality, I want to be able to go on the freeway. Yeah. I want to be able to go 35 miles an hour. Like what is an actual EPA? Yeah. Like what is it? What's going like? to happen if I hold on to 80 miles an hour on the highway? Right. And they get like these like crazy, like, Oh, you can put the, we've, you can put all these different chargers on it. And you're like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can't actually buy the model that you talk about. And there's no way to actually like, put three chargers on the bike at the same time and like like how does that even work like maybe from a physics point of view it can do that but like not in a practical point of view like it needs to be real world numbers that they're saying and that's one of my biggest hang-ups the bike looks pretty cool there's some interesting tech on it uh or at least claims there's some t- claims on the tech that i'm just kind of like i don't know if i care like I think the word the term artificial intelligence gets thrown around way too much. It's like the word umami in the food world. Yeah, right. Stop it. I don't know what that means. Does it taste good? The perfect balance of taste. But like I just you you asked me like what's my hang up? The hang up is everyone that came before them, right? That has muddied the waters and Damon not really doing anything to help clear that up. Like it just feels like more mud and and for me now it's very much like until you put out a product that is tangible that I can touch and ride and test, you're not real. Well, I mean, that's your job as a as a um, journalist. I don't I don't know that you can I don't know you can have a, a fair shake at anything with promises and words and pictures that are photoshopped. You know, if you read all the coverage on it, Shaheen, you would think that that's not actually true. And if you want to go back to that whole like thing i was talking about at the start of the show mm-hmm. that's the reason mm-hmm. is there a uh, an estimated release 
Oh yeah, it was supposed to be out like last year. <laughs> well, that kind of adds to your. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like well, that, that was the other part of it when they first came out. They're like, oh, it's going to be available later 2020, and you're like, wow, is this going to be out in like six months, huh? I mean, I think you might have a running prototype in six months. It might be pre-production. You might have a pre-production like, okay, we got to knock this down for, you know, making it on assembly line right. kind of version. But like delivery to customers? No. And maybe you can give them a pass because of the pandemic. Like, I'd be willing to do that. Everyone got their shit fucked up. You can't buy like half the parts you need for motorcycles right now. Like all oh. the carbon fiber in the world is stuck in China. <laughs> Just like, every, literally everything, everything in the recreational world is like two to six month wait at this point. So I kind of like, I, I'd forgive it. Like I'm not going to like hate on it for that, but it's like when they were coming out and saying like, Hey, this bike's going to be out in like six months. You're like, uh, eh, I know too much to know that you can't do that. I know that you don't have a big enough facility to make these bikes. Right. Um, now that's not to say that, this time next year we couldn't see them out there i think that's totally a doable thing well the hardest part is going to be also i mean they have all this technology that they're hoping to put on the motorcycle and the i can't even imagine the stress of testing all that and making it function properly repeatedly yeah uh you know through sunny or rainy days i mean the thing's got to work hot cold wet dry and it's got to do all these things. And and a motorcycle is way more uh, out in the open than a car. You know, everything is just, everything's out there getting beat up on constantly. It's, it's under a lot more stress than, than most of the uh, equipment in a car is. So I'm really curious how they're going to do this. I mean, in the same token, I'm, I'm looking at my own motorcycle right now and watching Ducati trying to perfect their idea of what a, you know, display on this motorcycle is supposed to look like. And, you know, thinking that there needs to be some updates. And so these guys are trying to come up with a brand new motorcycle, brand new ideas, brand new, you know, fully dynamic stuff. Like the handlebar comes up and down depending Uh on what kind of riding you want to do and the foot Uh pegs move and all that stuff. So a lot of moving parts and the promise of like the 200 miles and the top speed and the this and the that. It's I'm looking at right now. 200 horsepower, over 200 torque, 200 mile range, 200 mile an hour top speed. All of it at once. Yeah, do do all those things at once. Right, that'll impress me. Fuck, that would impress me in a car. But yeah, it's true. I mean, like just a motorcycle doing two hundred is a hard thing to do. Right, there's a lot of a lot uh, two hundred horsepower super bikes that don't hit two hundred. Um, the one thing I will say, and this was brought up to me, it is really hard to start a motorcycle company. I can only imagine. Name the last time a motorcycle company got started. Alta is the most recent one I can think of. Okay, so Alta, Alta crashed and burned after, let's say, three years of being Alta. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, excuse me, uh, Buell's coming back. Buell's coming back. <laughs> That's the thing. I wouldn't put Buell in that category. <laughs> no, you know that was a failure. It's the third time's a charm, maybe. Victory was a failure. Yep. Uh, zero. I like literally. Well, this was t- Victory a failure, or was this simply just liquidated into what is now Indian? No, Victory was a failure, and that's why they liquidated it into Indian. Because right. the problem with Victory is they could never really get past like the 20,000 unit yeah. mark. Right, right, right. In a segment that's doing 200, 300,000 units. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, cool. You're like the niche little side brand that nobody. Oh, man, there's so many things I could say about that. I remember talking to a Victory PR person. Weren't they going to change into like a sport brand? 
Yeah, I remember being like, "Hey, yeah, we should get like we should get one on there for for me to test." Like, and we'll then do an a store brand on us. Yeah, they were an electric brand because yeah. they bought Bram out. They brought Bram out, right? And I just remember the PR guy being like, "Well, I only really want like cruiser people, like people who really understand the cruiser segment to get on this bike because that you need to really understand this market to appreciate it." And I'm just sitting there going like, "Okay, cool. So I guess you don't want my audience to know about your bike." Okay, bye. Okay. And lo and behold, you went out of business. Um, but that was the thing. Like they got they got stuck. They kind of like petered out around like 16, 17, 20-ish thousand bikes and didn't go anywhere. And so Polaris was like, hey, so we could spend another $100 trying to get Victory to compete with Harley, which is probably a tall order. Or we could spend $100 on Indian and get them to compete with Harley, and that could actually do something. So like, if you only had $100 million, what would you do with it? Yeah, put it maybe on a name that's been around longer than Harley and hope to carry that culture forward yeah like victory had its run they were there they were around for over a decade mm-hmm. i think i don't actually know when they got started but i feel like to see how indian is doing because their their corporate identity is a hell of a thing and I'm, I'm enjoying being able to go to a dealership and having like that same experience throughout it it's almost like going to a ducati dealership or a harley dealership they're they're working really hard on having that image they did that right yeah i will give them credit for that they did that right um I don't know. Like so, like Indian is probably the only motorcycle company that has been started recently that looks like a success. Yeah, but even that recently has been decade plus. And it took Polaris. Yeah, you had to have Polaris behind it, like real money behind it, like a serious investment. Someone that can actually write hundred million dollar checks. Like you look at zero, zero. This time next year, zero still in business. It's amazing. You know, and maybe they live. You know, like they're kind of doing this. powertrain supplying thing with Polaris right now. Right. Which is exactly what Brambo did before Brambo died. <laughs> which is exactly what Mission Motorcycles did before Mission Motorcycles <laughs> died. Which is kind of where Alta was going right uh-huh. before Alta died. Uh-huh. So it's like um, like once you start becoming like the powertrain supplier, like that's like the death mill for for an electric motorcycle company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like behind the scenes players are like, I tell you what, I'll just pay you this much for that and just yeah. go the fuck away. We just want to pay you enough money to see what you got uh, underneath the hood so we can copy it in five years uh good luck oh boy so like yeah i mean like like i think fair credit like it's really hard to start a company right a motorcycle company right you know like you okay we we, we said indian but like after that like look at norton norton went belly up um it's gonna probably have to get restarted with tvs now tvs i can't remember who bought them now what was that last head. norton supposed to be like an aprilia powered thing well, they were racing originally with an Aprilia motor, but they built their own V4. Ah. They built an 1100cc V4 that made like 180 horsepower, something like that. Um, and then they embezzled a bunch of money. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's how it went. That's how Norton kind of went oh, belly up. Like the, they were basically, I don't want to like paraphrase it too much because I can't think about it off the top of my head. <laughs> the, 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 quite the legal, but they're basically embezzling money. They're basically taking money and not doing things with it not doing things not doing the right things with it um so i mean it's tough like i like fair play to them like it's easy to be the the quarterback from the couch that's a tough thing they're doing and raising 50 million dollars that's not easy that's impressive yeah so i i i i I gotta mention i went from like really cold on this brand to just like you guys are a bunch of fucking liars to like kind of in the middle now i'm like 
Maybe you're going to do something. I mean, maybe you're going to do something. They're consistently trying to market the idea to everybody and it's starting to kind of be like, okay, all right, well, I mean, you're still here saying you're the same thing. You're still here. Someone someone took a look on the inside and was like, I'm going to give you a shit ton of money. Yeah. I'm going to give you at least 17 hockey sticks. I'm, you know, 18 if you ask nicely. Yeah. Um, if the inflation goes up. <laughs> I think I I mean, we, I think you and I both agree. It's a really really cool idea. It's a really really cool concept. I hope that they can deliver on what they're promising because that's going to be the the kiss of death, right? They finally put it out there and Jensen Beeler rides it and goes, nah, this isn't even close to what they promised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did I describe it? When I was talking to one of their guys. I said, like, I would be a great person to put on this bike and I'd also be a horrible person to put on this yeah. bike because I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. Yeah, exactly. And if you can change my mind, yeah. That says a lot. You're not an influencer. You're here to do the job of a uh, journalist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Damon Motors. Motorcycles. Is it motors or motorcycles? Like, you guys got to pick one because you use them interchangeably. Um, You know, if you leave it as motors, it leaves room for other endeavors. It's Damon Motors, Inc. going by the name Damon Motorcycles. Okay, figure that out. DBA. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're going to come out with a side-by-side. Who knows? Maybe they might do it. Sure. Right? Sure. If you call it motorcycles, then you're stuck. But if it's motors, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Sure. Make a hovercraft. I'll be curious to see where this goes, Shaheen. Um, I have high hopes. I am. I went from pretty poopy to cautiously pessimistic. Okay. That's good. That's not poopy. You're being a realist. Yeah, they this haven't is, quite turned that. They haven't gotten me quite on the other side yet. But I'm like, eh, okay. this is someone who's had their heart broken a couple of times who's now willing to talk yeah. to you a little bit. That's all right. This is a, yeah. it's a breakthrough. I mean, I don't, huh. I don't even know if they know that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. Um, but, 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 I got I got nothing else. Do you got anything? No. Okay. I sent out a bunch of stickers today. You did. Ooh, you know, on our Instagram at Brap Talk. I put up our little Etsy thing where all the stickers are at. So those of you who've been asking, just go on there, click on there, buy the stickers. We'll ship them out to you. I can't believe we have an Etsy page. <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> it's really it's, cool. Is it your Etsy page or is it a Brap Talk it's Etsy page? It's my Etsy page. Oh, that's even better. Brap Talk stuff. even better. But that's all is on it. It's just Brap Talk stickers. Someone was asking what we're going to do. We're going to, we got a partner. We're going to build a website that's just like a store. Just basically a store. And then you can order your shit. You can get your stickers. Pro- uh, Dude, a lot of our listeners want a beanie hat. Not just, a regular I, hat, but like just a don't even hat. know you guys anymore. I, I just here's here's what's gonna happen, dear listener. Who every are person, you? every person that said they want a beanie, that is every person that's gonna buy a beanie. So yeah. it's gonna be like five dudes. I better make five beanies. All right. The good thing with beanies is it's one size fit all. I don't have to have like that's five fair. different sizes. That's fair. It's one skew. So I, yeah, beanies. So anyways, beanies, hats, hoodies. We'll probably have a gambit of stuff. We have enough listeners that are interested in wearing our awesome logo. I'm probably going to make a set of shirts that just says hashtag team Anna on there. See how many of those we sell. And it'll be so freaked out. If I, go to like, if I go to like the next one show or something and somebody's got a hashtag team man, she'll run away. Just got, just got a thing from the one show. What was it? They're going to do, they're going to one show things um, later this year. What? Yeah. Uh, oh my god there's no way i want to find this email there's just no way i already filed it away it's oh, gone. oh there it is it's gone. the third one down april 30th to may 2nd wow at the historic wait like, Zydel a, like a, shipyards. two months 
Not even yeah. a month and a half? Yeah. Whoa. Good luck. Holy crap. Okay. I don't even know if I'll have my bike back by then. <laughs> I, I better make some phone calls. Better do some things. Crikey. Um, we did have one in our pro sign up. One. Just one. Okay. All our, right. Our buddy Pone. That's not his real name, but the name he wanted to go by. PWN. Pone. Pone. Pwned you up on your first person shooter game. Oh, like Pwnesword you. Yeah. L- L- Ruffle copter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sign up for a monthly Air Pro account because I make more money that way. This uh, pwn. Yeah. I could. I could hug. That's that's a nice. That's person. how you do. I like that a lot. That's how you do. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm trying to think if it actually works out that I make more. I know I do because I I made sure that I do. But man, do they get you on the fees? They I mean, really do. Pone thought about this though. Yeah, I appreciate this was, it. This was not a an accidental <laughs> tripped onto the click on that one. Yeah, nicely done, Pone. We should have a burger on behalf of Pone soon. Oh man, I keep wanting to go to Stanish's. I want to see. I gotta see. Do you really want to have Murder Face make you a burger? I yeah. mean, I do. But do you? <laughs> I do. Okay. I don't think he's there anymore. The thing of it is, they don't have regular hours. It's just like you it's show just, up and it's open, or it's not. That's just that's you just, just the you way just it flip is. Flip a coin and. What we need to do is do it on an hour that if they're not open, we can go to our other favorite spot. Hit the spot. Let's go tomorrow. Let's do lunch tomorrow. I have a lunch date tomorrow. What? I'm talking to someone that I may hire. Is it Cody Kitty? Listen, man. I I don't think our HR can handle that. So I got the the top box on the Africa Twin. Right. And it's all I can do not to put Coda Kitty in there. I can't believe you haven't done this yet. Because <laughs> yeah, I want to have like she loves being in boxes. She does love being I in boxes. Like as soon as you fire the bike up, she'd be like, out, I'm done. Yeah, that would be. Do not want. It purrs like you, Coda. Yeah. She she's asleep. Yeah, she's fucking done. This, uh, this, wow, you have this a lunch date tomorrow. Confusing wow. to me because like her cute level is like at uh, on an 11. On a scale of 1 to 10, she's an 11 cute. But like her. What am I on a scale of? Easily an eight. <laughs> I'm like a Portland eight. <laughs> Which she is like a San Francisco me. three. Look at it. Oh, don't even. Or Los Angeles. Los Angeles, negative five. Negative. Yeah, I'm a negative in LA. <laughs> I have too much. I have too much. I have one, too much body fat, and two, too much muscle. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, you're not. It's just. Your pants are not nearly tight. Oh, no, not nearly. I don't own any skinny hey, look jeans. At my, my stuff's getting tight because I'm doing the squats. Doing the squats, yeah. Squats. Like it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, follow us on uh, at Brap Talk on the Instagram at We Brap Talk on the Twitter. Brap Talk, Brap Talk Motorcycle Pop Te- Podcast. I can't talk. Blah blah blah. On the Facebooks and uh, rate the show. Yeah, please rate the show. It helps us a lot. I don't know if anyone did last time. I feel like someone did. I didn't really look. Where do they rate the show? Uh, well, iTunes, iTunes, Apple Podcast is the app now. But, yeah, uh, I think you can do it on iTunes as well. That for sure. Uh, there's another one I saw the other day that's got like a rating thing. Podbean. I don't know. There's so many. There's <laughs> so many. Making up shit now. There's so many platforms for it now. It's hard to keep up. Right. So if your device or platform that you're listening to us on allows for some sort of rating or review or comment, please do. Yeah, we haven't heard from you in a while. We would. Uh, we would really love that. Yeah, we like. We like hearing from you. It actually makes us happy. Yeah. 
And it kind of helps with like this crazy podcast SEO that's out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they understand what's going on. That's not Apple's core competency. No, it's not. Anyways, make good choices. Remember, safety third. Eat your hamburgers and wash your hands. Please. Yeah. Wash your hands. Just just good hygiene. Just, you know, brush your teeth at least once a day. So I had food. Sorry, we were so close to getting out of the show. We were so close. What happened to you last night? I think think the brappy little sister poisoned you on purpose. So I had food poisoning yesterday. So it's like Thursday the 11th. If you didn't see any articles on Wednesday the 10th. Because you're almost dying. I think I published one and I basically published one today as well. Have you rehydrated properly since? I had the food poisonings. But she, like, there was a moment where I was like, she can appreciate this. Because <laughs> it wasn't like, I've had food poisoning where, like, I'm just, like, like feverish and headache and, like, just leveled, like, right. in bed. This was, like, it was just everything in my stomach just was just, <laughs> like, I think I had some bad cheese, truthfully. Oh, God. Or, like, some some bad dairy. Like, oh, I, no. I think the cream had gone bad. Oh, no. It was mac and cheese oh. from some fucking hipster fried chicken place that I'm never going to again. Um... So I was just going to the bathroom a lot, like a lot. Like I had to go buy three ply toilet paper at one point because of like this two ply nonsense that I have is not going to do. Jensen, you need a bidet. I needed a bidet. <laughs> That'll so cool I, things down a lot. That's where this is going, Shane. That's where this is going. Because there was one instance where it was so bad and I was just like, we've reached the point where wiping is not enough. No. I have to take a shower. <laughs> If I had a bidet, the original bidet. Yeah, like if I had a bidet, I'd be set. But I I, like this. I don't trust the paper to have have taken care of this. I should shower. This isn't good enough. This is this requires soap and a brush. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm glad you thought of me in that moment of peril. Yeah, I was like, Shane would totally understand this. I almost texted you, and I was like, No, I'm in too much pain. I'm in too much pain. There's so much blood. There's nothing solid coming out of me. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad you're okay. That's terrifying. Oh, it was brutal. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like as far as food poisoning goes, it wasn't that bad. I fucking ate a burrito today. Whatever. That's um, the thing, though. I'm the same way. I can have <laughs> I can have stomach poison, you know, bad poisoning bullshit happening the day before, and the next day I'm like, yo, double cheeseburger. Yeah, I'm that's where the brain not understanding yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, that's a little bit. It's complete disconnect. Uh, I lost like two pounds. That's well, this a, is also why I overeat sometimes, though, because like my stomach's like, please stop. My brain's like, no, no, we need more. It's so good. Keep so putting it in. I want to taste that more. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Keep <laughs> He's stuffing lying it. Lying to you, though. Don't take his bluff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah uh raceway it's going really well so that's the note we're gonna end this on good talk see you out there all right make good choices bye bye